Slava Isus Christu, and thanks for joining Between the Pews Cast, a podcast in the Edmonton Eparchy that discusses various Catholic topics in Alberta. I'm your host today, Ben Windsor, the communications specialist here at the Eparchy. Welcome back to Edmonton Eparchy's new podcast, Between the Pews. Today I'm having a conversation with Father Bo, pastor of Dermission Parish here in the West End of Edmonton. So a quick question before we start this cast. Um, if anyone wants to learn more about Dormission Parish or have any questions for you specifically, where could they go for that? Mm-hmm. So Dormission Parish, yeah, we're on the West End of Edmonton and we actually have a fairly updated website. So that's the first place I would send someone is uh, dormission.eparchy.com. Dormission, uh, in case you're wondering how to spell it, is D-O-R-M-I-T-H-I-O-N. Um, and it's the falling asleep. Think of dormier when you think French. Mm-hmm. Okay. So today's topic on uh, Between the Pews is about joining the Catholic Church. So this episode is going to be really for you if you've never been to church, maybe if you've been to church a few times, right. or if you're like me, maybe you just want to brush up on your Catholic faith. Mm. So uh, starting off, I have a variety of questions prepared for you today, starting off with what is the first step in becoming a Catholic? First step in becoming a Catholic is being a human. Um, basically, every single one of us in the Catholic Church or in any kind of church recognizes that we're just people um, and that we have many sides to us. For example, we go to the doctor's office whenever we're sick or we go to school when we want to be educated. Well, we recognize that as human beings, we've got a spiritual side to who we are too. So our spirituality um, needs a way of expressing itself, uh, and that's what we call religion. Now, there are some more formal religions and less formal religions, but basically the first thing you need to do is just be aware of yourself and the fact that you are a spiritual person and that you are seeking God, that you're, you're looking for that thing that will spiritually fulfill you, and frankly, nothing else will except for God. Mm-hmm. Not money, not power, not uh, toys in your driveway, you're ultimately looking for God. So that's the first thing that you need to do is just recognize that you're a person. Mm-hmm. So why exactly? Why should we be looking for God and why should we maybe choose Catholicism? Once we realize that we need God, well, why do we need to realize that at all? Uh, some people choose basically not to be aware of their spiritual side at all. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, some people choose not to be aware of their physical well-being. Uh, They might not take care of themselves, they might not uh, exercise and eat well and sleep well, and their quality of life really is is struggling because of their not taking care of one part of their human body. Mm -hmm. Well, same thing with us spiritually. If we're not aware and taking care of ourselves spiritually, then it really hurts who we are. People who are in tune with their spiritual side uh, tend to sleep better and be physically better, but tend to be emotionally better. We're, there's a fancy word for it saying we're a psychosomatic whole. Uh, that means all the different parts of us are really us. You know, you can't separate one part from the rest of you. Every part of you affects everything else in your life. So if you don't take care of your spiritual body, you're not taking care of your whole entire being. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming to church is 
part of exercising your spiritual life. And the Catholic Church is one of many different Christian churches. Uh, certainly it is founded in Christ and the Apostles right from the get-go. Uh, the Church was one holy, Catholic, and undivided right from the beginning. Uh, eventually with time there were various schisms between East and West, and then Protestant churches came in. There's a whole bunch of church history. Mm -hmm. uh, but certainly the Catholic Church has its roots from the very beginnings and follows the teachings of, of Christ very faithfully. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is a good church to be part of. Yeah. And it's a diverse church too. There's lots of different types of Catholics as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's interesting. So in choosing like a Catholic church, how exactly do you choose like your first church to attend? What's something you should consider? Well, if you're not familiar with the Catholic Church at all, mm -hmm. um, first thing I would do is probably learn a little bit about it. You can Google it, you can uh, just pop by and visit, ask some questions, watch a nice podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a, a great place to start. Um, if I was going out looking for something, I would look for something near me. I wouldn't, mm -hmm. you know, travel to the far ends of the world uh, to discover something, I would be practical about it and say, okay, well, it has to be within reasonable commute. I'm not going to drive an hour to get to church or anything of that sort, because then it's work and it's not going to be fun. Yeah. So I would look for something local. Yeah. And ultimately, any church and every church is going to have a different character and different feel. Mm -hmm. And that's because it's full of people who all have their own characters and their own feels. But... Um, really at the center and the heart of it all is God. You know, yeah. we know that he is the one who is at the head of the church and steers things and, and moves things forward. Uh, he's the one who breathes life into us and, and gives us the direction. Now, how we take that and how we respond to it uh, is going to vary from community to community. Mm -hmm. um, so if I was looking for a community church, I would start off right next to you, look in your phone book or on the internet nowadays. I don't think people even get phone books anymore. Um, it shows you how old I am. <laughs> Not that old, but go on the internet, find out what's near you, uh, and check it out. Just yeah. go there and show up. Cool, perfect. So you're, you're talking about, like, there's a lot of different Catholic churches, and I know a, a pretty big question is, well, I mean, there's a Roman Catholic church, mm -hmm. and there's a Ukrainian Catholic church. Mm -hmm. What's the difference, like, the basic difference? Well, Roman Catholic, Ukrainian Catholic, you just happen to hit upon the two largest groups of the Catholic church. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at the whole entire Catholic church, it's made up of 21, 22, depends on how you're counting, mm -hmm. uh, 20... I'll say two different Catholic churches. Yeah. Um, and they each come from a different tradition or a different part of the world where the church developed in a slightly different way. Mm -hmm. uh, the Roman Catholic Church is by far the most numerous when you, when you think of people. Uh, they started basically out of Rome, or sorry, let me rephrase that, out of the Latin part of Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they're called Roman Catholics because Rome is where they're Head, headquarters are, if you want to think of it that way, mm -hmm. and they're Latin right because they come from that Latin culture. Mm -hmm. So as they had spread across the world, they were colonizing and everything, they spread their particular understanding and expression of the Catholic faith the most, yeah. and therefore most people across the globe are familiar with Roman Catholics. Mm -hmm. um, people like myself, 
we might be Ukrainian Catholic. I'm a Ukrainian Catholic married priest. Um, we tend to have our spirituality come from the Slavic people mm -hmm. uh, centered around what is now known as Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So we have that kind of Ukrainian background. It doesn't mean that we're Ukrainian by blood any more than a Roman Catholic doesn't have to come from Italy to be mm -hmm. Roman Catholic. Uh, it's just that's where our church had its development and, and got its character. And then we too, because of immigration and because of all sorts of different things, spread throughout the world. So we're a global church just like the Roman Catholic Church or any other church. Um, but our spirituality in our center happens to be in Ukraine. Um, there's also Melkite, which are Arabic-speaking ones, uh, Catholics. Uh, there are Greek Catholics from the actual place of Greece. There are Coptic Catholics who are from Africa, uh, Ethiopia, and, and Egypt, that type of area. So there's many different types of cultures who all have various interesting perspectives, not mm -hmm. just cultural perspectives, but, but um, spiritual perspectives mm -hmm. because of their history and because of the way that their church developed. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me I don't need to be a Roman to attend a Roman Catholic church, mm -hmm. just like you don't need to be a Ukrainian to attend a Ukrainian Catholic church. Yeah, one of my favorite jokes is you don't have to be Romanian to be in the Roman Catholic church. Yeah. Okay, that's good. it's good to hear. My Ukrainian's <laughs> pretty bad. So. <laughs> yeah, certainly there are Ukrainian Catholics of every color and mm -hmm. background. Now, the majority, I must say, especially here in Canada, mm -hmm. uh, do have some kind of Ukrainian descent, and yeah. there are some Ukrainian Catholic parishes that have a very Ukrainian flavor. Uh, maybe a lot of their uh, the people who are participating are either recently immigrated or maybe they're super yukes as we like to call them <laughs> who just really want to keep that cultural aspect and so there are many Ukrainian Catholic churches that still have that Ukrainian flavor mm -hmm. but there are Ukrainian Catholic churches across the world that speak just English. Mm -hmm. There are other ones that speak French. There are Spanish-speaking Ukrainian Catholic churches. Mm -hmm. The language doesn't make the faith. Uh, the language is just how we communicate. So it depends on what kind of area of the world you're in. Yeah. Uh, that will certainly influence the language that it's done in. That's interesting. Okay. So moving on from that, um, mm -hmm. whatever is something, right, you choose your church, it's a local church, what do you expect upon entering church, and specifically a Ukrainian Catholic church? Okay. Well, you're going to be walking into a place where there are people. Mm -hmm. And there are going to be people that you click with, and there's going to be people, be people that you uh, might rub you wrong or whatever. The church is a bunch of people led by God. Um, certainly, God is why we should be here. Mm -hmm. but we're called, whoever we are, to work together and to be his people, to be reality, to be um, part of the church. The church is those who are trying to enter into the life of God. Mm -hmm. He calls us into his own life. So you're going to come into probably a building kind of like this one. Sometimes you might see icons and other things all around you. Some churches have less artwork. A lot of churches have more artwork. Mm -hmm. uh, in our particular tradition, icons are a very um, important part of, of how we express ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to likely, in North America, at least see pews all around you. Um, you can come in. 
I know that in Roman Catholic churches, oftentimes they'll dip their hand in some holy water and genuflect when you come in. Mm -hmm. um, in our church, it's a little bit, well, it varies between community and community. Some are much more formal and they'll make the sign of the cross and bow when they enter. Other ones, they walk in as if it's their home, because frankly, it is their home as well. So the level of formality varies between community and community, mm -hmm. and that varies on the people and also the leader as well. Uh, so every parish will have uh, a pastor, uh, someone who is leading them. Uh, so for example, here in this parish, I'm Father Bo, uh, the, the priest who is in charge of this particular community. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a larger community might have two or three or four clergy in it, but the one who leads the community is called the pastor. The other ones mm -hmm. are the assistant pastors who mm -hmm. assist, obviously. Um, so you'd come in and you should expect to find people just like yourself. No one here is uh, hyper special. You know, we all have our differences and our roles and stuff like that. But uh, everyone who's here is just a normal human being. We all wake up in the morning. We all put our pants on either one or two legs at a time. Um, we're all just normal people. Some of them might be more formal. Some of them are informal. Uh, anyone who knows me knows that I'm pretty informal all the time. Uh, just because... I don't like being all tight and stuffy, and it's just not my style. Um, and some priests are, you know, it's got to be very, decorum is important to them. Decorum is important to me, but I really think that having it make sense and have meaning is mm -hmm. most important. And uh, humor is something God gave us too. So, uh, so if you come into my church, things might be in some ways a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you're going to come into a group of people who are all striving and struggling together just to be the best that they can be. Interesting. So in coming to those churches, how do I need to prepare? Do I need to do something before actually going to that church? Anything big there? Well, put on some clothes. Some, mm -hmm. some parishes are very formal again, mm -hmm. uh, where you, know, you might have suits and ties and stuff like that on a Sunday morning. Uh, other parishes are much more casual. Uh, if I could, if I wasn't a priest, I'd be wearing my Rough Rider jersey most of the time uh, because, well, God loves the Rough Riders. <laughs> Even though during COVID they're not playing, I love the Rough Riders. <laughs> deep down. Uh, deep down inside, it, it's there. Excuse me. Um, so it varies from parish to parish what's yeah. kind of the, the acceptable, but generally uh, you come wearing clothes, obviously, that are kind of clean and respectful. You don't want to uh, wear something that's provocative so that you don't distract the people around you or really dirty. But I would rather have people come than, than not come. Exactly. So if you're, you know, in a rush and you're coming straight from work, come. You know, it's, it's better to have you than for you to say, oh, my pants are are dirty on the knees and therefore I can't come to church. No, that's not realistic. We need to be who we are. God already knows us. We just have to be there. So mm -hmm. dress as you would for pretty much anything. Yeah. If, it's, if it's acceptable to go to school or to, to go to your mother's dress like that, it's perfectly fine to come to church like that. All right. So when I enter the church, what should I do? Should I just find a seat? Um, yeah, most of the time when you come into church, sometimes you'll be greeted at the door. Hopefully most parishes have that and, and they will welcome you. If you've got some questions, you can talk to the people right there. They're, again, just normal people. 
they might lead you in and say, hey, this is a, a person who's been here for a while. They can kind of show you along. If you're coming for a service, they might be able to help you follow along in the books or whatever. Uh, if you're coming just to kind of visit and check it out, uh, first check to see if the church is open. Sometimes the priest has other things that he's doing, grocery dropping or whatever, so sometimes the, the doors are locked. But if the church is open, come in and just pray. Um, generally, we don't eat and drink inside the church building itself. There's the hall for that kind of community meal and stuff. Mm -hmm. But you can sit wherever you want. Um, some people are more comfortable sitting towards the front because they get a better view and can hear things better and can see things better. And other people are shy and like to sit by the back. Um, there, there is no reserved seating, but certainly people do feel, oh, I always sit in that spot. So um, wherever you come, just sit and, and stand or walk around and take a look. You know, this is just a, a place where we try and come together. There's, there's no particular spot where you have to be or should be. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in entering the church, do you have to be baptized? Church? So baptism is a commitment to living our life with and for God. Mm -hmm. um, so certainly we don't start that way. Um, the average person, well, maybe nowadays we're baptized as a child, but certainly in the early church, people would first come and explore and learn about the faith before making any kind of commitment to it. It doesn't mm -hmm. make sense to um, buy a car that you have no knowledge of uh, and then learn all about it because you're stuck with it. Uh, it makes sense, first of all, to learn things and to test drive it, to, to check it out, to make sure it's working, although most of the working part is how much energy and effort we put into it. Uh, if you're expecting church to just be an entertainment kind of thing, it might be entertaining, but that's, that's not the purpose. It's a it's a group of people striving and working together. But um, so I would say absolutely not. It's good to just come in to get to know the community, to start learning and discussing and figuring things out. Mm -hmm. Of course, when you first come in, things are going to be a little bit foreign. You know, if you haven't experienced church before, well, then you haven't experienced church before. Uh, there might be people uh, swinging incense around, that's typically the priest or the deacons. There might be people singing in various tones and stuff, um, but it's there. When is church and how long is a service, right? So when is church is, well, typically most Christian communities uh, have their services on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the, the classical, typical time. Of course, anywhere within kind of 24 hours of, of Sunday typically counts. And that includes from, from the evening of Saturday night till Sunday evening. Uh, so sometimes in your various parishes, you might be able to find a, a Saturday night service or a Sunday night service or a morning service or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but classically, it's that uh, Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, when and where? Uh, well, I guess where is at the church? When? Best to go on the internet and do a little bit of research. Go look up the parish and say, or look up when they have their services. If they have more than one service, what's the difference between the services? Here at Dormition Parish, we always have a 10 o'clock service, or at least 
at this current time, things are always changeable, do check the website. But normally we have a 10 o'clock service that tries to serve everyone. It tries to serve those people who kind of have that Ukrainian background as well as people who don't have that Ukrainian background and, and need English. So it's a, it's a mix, a bilingual mix. Mm -hmm. uh, and quite often we also add a second service, an all English service for the community too. Uh, oftentimes at 12 o'clock, but again, check your website, check your bulletins, there's always changes to the schedule here and other places as well. Um, so the first thing I would do is, you know, again, just contact the community. Uh, typically every website will give you the phone number or at least the email address for the pastor. Send them a note and say, hey, I'm thinking of checking out your church. What time are your services? And and if there is a difference between the services, what are the differences? And that way you can choose the one that you think fits you most. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with that, you know, you go to church on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Maybe what's something, one thing a Catholic does in their daily life? So other than going to church on a Sunday, right. what's one thing Catholics so do? So certainly... Um, church being part of the church, being part of the Catholic faith, isn't just kind of an hour that we do every week. And yeah, the typical service, you were asking how long does it take? Most parishes is somewhere near an hour. Sometimes it's an hour and 15. Sometimes it's only 40 minutes if you've got a really speedy priest and a speedy congregation too. Um, sometimes you might even strike upon a day where there's more than one service stitched together. So, um, if you come at only Christmas time, you'll experience a couple different services put together. So maybe a two-hour service. It really depends. You know, again, a quick little phone call will teach you about that. Um, what do we do outside of the services? Well, our whole life is to be centered on God. You know, when we make that commitment, when we make that choice to, to follow God, every single action that we do should reflect that choice we make. Mm -hmm. Of course, no one's perfect. People will always do things that might be a little less than ideal, but um, every moment of our lives, we should strive to love with God's love and to respect and to give glory to him in everything that we do. So we learn. Uh, always there's an element of growth in our intellectual side of our spiritual life we pray we're going to pray both publicly in the community like we would in church but we also pray ourselves because god relates to us as a community he's he's a trinity he's he's a community of one being uh and he communes with us as humanity which is a community yet one humanity altogether. so there's that corporate that mm -hmm. that communal type of prayer but god is also alone and he's alone and we are alone so we relate to God one-on-one -on -one as well um, so we pray and we give glory to God in everything we do and then we serve so we go out and we live out our faith by helping people around us treating people fairly living a good and holy life where we respect and love one another mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. so just to conclude this episode one last question sure. Um, so you've been to church for the first time, right? You've done all this that we talked about. Who's someone you can contact in maybe your church community? Who's, who are people you can talk to about Catholicism? Well, you can talk to a whole number of people. Of course, you can talk to the pastor. We'd be happy to, to discuss things with you. 
Um, oftentimes you might have a family member or someone like that who is involved in the church. You just kind of talk to them, ask them some questions. Uh, again, you can Google lots of different places. There are lots of different communities. I must say different communities are made of different people. So you'll have different feels to some of them. Some of them will be a little bit more on the relaxed side. Some of them will be more on the um, formal side. Some of them might be more liberal. Some might be conservative and everything in between. There, there will be different groups. So if you can find a group of people that you relate to, chances are there will be some people within it who are part of the faith. And start just asking and talking around. Family is a good place to start. Friends are a good place to start. Part of being church is also being a community. Uh, so look around in your community for someone that you might get along with. Uh, but certainly you can always talk to your local pastor. He should be easy and available uh, to talk to. Uh, you can also phone the bishop's office. Uh, that's also available. They'll point you to a community near you that might suit you perhaps better, perhaps not. Some churches might be focused on a particular niche of people. Um, like there is a, a parish here in Edmonton that does a lot of immigrants and such, and there are other parishes that are very focused on the local people. So, yeah, you can certainly approach a number of different people to mm -hmm. find out what's going on. Oh. Again, I would check out the parish website to, to get a good lead or two on, mm -hmm. on that. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. All right. So I just want to thank Father Bo for his time and everyone to, who listened and joined us today. If you want to stay in the loop for the podcast on new episodes coming up around the Catholic community in Alberta, mm -hmm. uh, make sure to sign up for the Bishop's mailing list, which you can find at eupperkey.com. You can just enter your email and it'll keep you in the loop for any future episodes coming out. It's a lot of different stuff that relate in the Catholic community. Thanks for listening, and God bless.